When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wonderful people. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023. Hope you all had a great weekend. We had the Otani signing on Saturday, the emergency pod. Thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you, Coca, for being just like me. Hey, Otani signed you home. Yep. All right, let's get on the air. Wonderful people. Otani has an agent out of uh, Hollywood, CAA, Creative Artists Agency. Good agent, actually. A guy named Nez Bolello. He's been around the block, done a few things. Stands to make, in theory, 35 million. That's the 5%. In theory, 35 million for Shohei Otani's new $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I've had about 40 hours to think about this deal and think about what it means, think about what I would do if I were one of the quote-unquote runners-up for Otani, think about the offseason that is still ahead of me and how I'm going to recover from such a terrible experience where the agent said to the people in Toronto, to the people in Frisco, maybe to the people in Chicago, maybe New York, maybe Yankees, maybe Mets. Nezbolello called them all wonderful people. I wanna thank all the organizations that reached out to us for their interest and respect, especially the wonderful people we got to know even better as this process unfolded. I know that if you own a team who did not get a free agent you wanted, there is no consolation prize. There is only schadenfreude. The Toronto Blue Jays would like the Los Angeles Dodgers to lose 85 to 90 games next year. They would like Shohei Otani to end up being completely overpaid. They will be the bigger people and they will come out and say when they announce their signing because they have a money burning a hole in their pocket. Did you see that uh, Bellinger's fiance tweeted or Instagram yesterday? Hey, look where we are. Showed a picture of Toronto. I wonder if that's what Toronto did. Toronto said, man, we didn't get Otani, our fan base. I warned them against this. Don't do that. Don't get your fan base lathered up and then all of a sudden feel like you have to do something because you think that agents don't see that? You think they're not knocking on door like Mr. Damn Roper? Hey, you didn't get Shohei, you didn't get Soto, but boy, I've got a plan C that's as good as plan A and B, I promise you. You bring in Cody Bellinger, you're talking about game changer, Toronto. You'll be better off. 200 million, not 700 million, $200 million over five years. <laughs> oh, wow, what a great deal. 
Only 40 million a year? It's amazing. We'll take you. Thank you. I wonder if the head of Rogers Communications, who owns the Blue Jays, because they leaked out there as they should have. Someone at uh, Coca this morning on davidsampsonpodcast.com wanted to know how you do leaks. It's very simple. You have a phone, you text, or you call. I always preferred to do my leaks by calling. I didn't want a track of them and a phone number on a sheet under subpoena, no problem. Yeah, I call these writers. I speak to them all the time. So I would always do phone. Some people are lazy, they do text. Some people are stupid, they do email. But the way to do it is phone. In person, even better. If you happen to live in the same town or see them socially. So I wonder whether Toronto wanted to get out there that they were this close to getting Shoei. This close. They were going to get him, no problem. I wonder what that means. Did they, do you think they bid $6.99? Like Price is Right? And then Nez went back to Andrew Friedman and Stan Kasten and said, all you got to do is 700 and we won't go back. Why wouldn't they go back to Toronto for 701, 702, 703? Might as well make it an auction, make it a real auction. How about that? Free agency. Forget collusion. You want to avoid collusion? No problem. Bring it all out in the open. Every year, every player. Don't we do that in fantasy? We strike that. Don't you do that in fantasy? Or you have a, a money league where you can spend a certain amount of money for your team and you can allocate that money to whomever you want. Wait a minute, is that Major League Soccer? Is that how it used to be? Where you everyone had the same payroll, it doesn't work that way anymore. And then you just fill it with the players. Then you really know and then players, the union should want this because the players will always get the maximum that the market can bear. Yes, the Yankees are at 640. Let's keep going. There'd be an auctioneer. You want to liven up the winter meetings. Here's what you do. Bring in free agents one at a time. And how, like art, like at Sotheby's or Christie's, they're all trying to get in the investment banking business. How about this business? NBA cut a deal where their game used stuff is being auctioned by, I'm going to get it wrong. It's either Sotheby's or Christie's. One of them owns the rights to it. I think it's Sotheby's, but of course it could be Christie's. doesn't matter. Those are the two main auction houses. Then there'd be no wondering for fans and there'd be no misleading fans. I've done this too. Hey, we were right there. We're trying to make our team better, but we're not going to do it to the detriment of the rest of the team. We're not going to do something unreasonable, we would say. I wonder whether the owner of Rogers, the chairman of the board, who doesn't really get too involved in this, but let's just say he gets the call from Mark Shapiro, gets the call and says, hey, we lost out on Otani. You were only at 699. We couldn't reach you. I, we have the best phone service ever, obviously, but we couldn't reach you to know. Did you want to go to 700? And maybe the... Chairman of Rogers is saying, ram it. All we had to do is get one more person to buy high-speed internet, and we would have gone to 700. I wonder if the Dodgers then would have gone to 701. Whole thing is completely ridiculous. You think the agent really cares about the wonderful people they got to know? Is that, is that like the second prize? Way to go. You're on my Christmas card list. 
Trust me, as president of a team, you're on every agent's Christmas card list. It's a big difference. I will not sign a player who's represented by someone who doesn't send me a holiday card of them and their kids. It's critical. Gotta see it. So the fallout of Otani is beginning to happen and we're gonna see it unfold here. Yankees meeting with Yamamoto in LA. They're getting on the plane. I wonder if they get on a private plane or if they just go to Kennedy, get on the plane, fly across. We flew commercially to go see Giancarlo Stanton to get him signed. I think it's pretty normal. Land, you bring Tanaka with you, bring Matsui with you. Are they coming? Are they not going? Mr. Yamamoto, I'd like you to meet Mr. Tanaka. I believe that your comfort level in New York will be intensified by the number of Japanese players who used to be on our team. It's absurd. I think Yamamoto and his agents say, that's great, thank you, I feel so much better. I'm 25, moving to a new country. Thankfully, I wanna go to a team where there used to be a Japanese player. Are they gonna travel with the team? Don't be ridiculous. Are they gonna call me a lot? Don't know. Well, what was your offer again? I think that's the order in which you'll say it at the meeting. Will they travel? Will they call me? What's your offer? You think? Or maybe they'll start with the offer and then once the offer is bigger than Steve Cohn's offer, which they'll only know because the agent is going to do an auction. Hal, you know, it's Soto's great, but he's no Otani and we need pitching. You're the in 250. One second, Steve, 260. Yes, of course. Hal, 270? 270? Fine. Steve, 280? That's all I'm talking about. That's what the auction is. All these GMs now have to hurry up because we're getting to holiday time. It's December 11th. Holiday time, baseball shuts down the last week in December. Once again, to January, you'd rather be prepared for spring training than going out and selling your wares to get free agents. It's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, I was watching football yesterday. I'm very conflicted about the next two things I wanna talk about. I spent a, a career as a sports fan and then a career as a sports executive. And I am obsessed with referees. I wanted to be an NBA referee for a long time. Even as an adult, I think about it still to this day. Used to know every, I used to know every rule I would talk to the referees. I knew a bunch of the referees, Joey Crawford, Jerry Crawford, umpire. It was something that always interested me. But the problem is that this day and age, the ability to freeze frame is very problematic. Replay is very problematic for umpires and referees. Social media, very problematic for umpires and referees because there is a level of scrutiny that was only speculated before and now is confirmed. And I cannot underestimate to you, look at me, Louie, fine, but I've sat courtside at a basketball game. I've sat first row in a baseball game. I've been on the field. I don't think people realize how fast games go. 
and I don't mean speed in terms of three hours, two and a half hours. I'm saying what a 98 mile an hour pitch looks like. What a bang, bang play at first base or second base looks like. How difficult it is to look over the plate when there's a play at the plate. How in basketball, they are playing above the rim at a speed, at a size that is staggering. You could call a foul on every play. You could call a flag on every play in the NFL, a foul on every play in the NBA. There is a level of professionalism. There's a level of expectation that referees have toward the game, toward each other, and that the league has toward them and that players and coaches have toward them. But it's changed. There is a lot more. The whining to referees in the NBA, I mean, Pat Riley used to complain to the referees. LeBron James is one of the great earlier in his career. Go back and look, LeBron James would lose his mind every time a call didn't go his way. Larry Bird and Magic would complain to referees. It's the shrugging of the shoulders. But it seems now that referees are way more in the spotlight and watching the NFL yesterday, two stories got my attention. Let me start with the first one. And the first one happened during the Chiefs game. Big game, Chiefs were playing the Bills. It shouldn't have been as big a game, but both teams are in a situation where it actually was. Although it was always going to be a big game, but maybe for different reasons than I thought. And there was a play at the end of the game where Taylor Swift's boyfriend caught a pass about a minute left, about to get tackled, throws a lateral, a beautiful spiral pass back, and the Chiefs score a touchdown. And everything's fantastic. The Chiefs are going to beat the Bills. And there you see... Kadarius Tony running into the end zone and you could feel like songs being written and Swifties celebrating everywhere and Kelsey's mom jumping up and down. But clearly there was a flag on the play and clearly the Chiefs were offsides and it was called. And that's the end of the play. They end up not scoring like a foul ball home run that's called foul and then you strike out or ground out to second base unless you're that Diamondbacks player who hit a home run on the next pitch, which I never have seen and may never see again. After the game, the Kansas City Chiefs manifested their displeasure in several ways. I wanna play you what Patrick Mahomes did after the game because I found it to be outstanding in terms of his approach to not winning that game. Coca? Let us play, man. Like, let us play the game. And then whatever happens, happens. Like, the whole throwing the flag and deciding the game one or another, um, that, that, that's what hurts me. That's why, like, last week I didn't say anything because it's, it's letting us play, man. Let us, let us go out there and win the game. And I said I'd rather them let us play and go out there and, and see who wins. I mean, that's what you want as a competitor is you, you practice all week to go out there and try to win. And uh, you want it to be about the, your team and that team and see what happens. You never want it to be. You don't want to be talking about this stuff after the game. Um, and and, that, and that, that's 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 it, man. I'm not worried about if there was a flag on the next player or whatever. Like not a flag. It's I just want to. I want to go out there and play and then see what happens at the end. See what the score is and then and then then we can. I can live with the results. If we had a team of 20 people instead of two, here's what would come next. We would have done a reenactment, and I would have dressed up as. Andy Reid, Coco would have dressed up a Patrick Mahomes, and we would have shown a meeting 
at the end of the game, down five points as they get together and say, here's the plan. Throw it downfield and let's hope for the play. Oh, God dang it. I missed it. Here we go. Ready? 4869. We're going to have a meeting. Throw it downfield and let's hope for the flag. So Mahomes is saying, hey, just let us play. Let's see what the score is. How many times do you see in football that they go downfield and it's a wing and a prayer hoping for P.I.? Which is why I've always told you if P.I. were not a spot foul, that'd be the end of that. And by the way, if the Bills had been the team to score and it wasn't called, my guess is they'd be saying that is unacceptable. I hate that we have to talk about it. Then don't talk about it. But it's amazing that they wouldn't call that offsides. Or I can't believe, and this one requires you to listen to Andy Reid talk, but I can't believe they didn't tell me that we were offsides. Andy Reid commented on that part. Um, very disappointed that it ended the way it did. And um, normally I'll get, um, I, I never use any of this as excuses, but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. Um, a bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. We always tell our coach or manager, make sure you put in Major League Baseball at the end and say that it's embarrassing for MLB or that we're upset about MLB or it's a bad look for MLB. You always do that. So you hear coaches say that in GMs. Hey, this is embarrassing for the National Football League. Like they're sitting around as they're counting their billions saying, wow, we are mortified by this. So Andy Reid wants a warning. What's your view of that? Should umpires give warnings when there's something bad going to happen? Let's see about in, uh, in baseball, I can't think of what a warning would be. Hey, don't steal, Pudge has a good arm. I mean, that'd be a good warning. Hey, if it's anywhere close, I'm calling a strike here because I've got a plane to catch. I mean, that'd be a good warning. I like football is a good one where, hey, you've got 12 men on the field, hurry up and get off the field. In the NBA, the, uh, the referees actually count the players after a timeout to get to five. My thought here is that it is not the job of the umpire or the referee in the NFL to have to teach players where to line up. And for Andy Reid to say that in a big game, we'd expect a warning, hey, don't touch the offensive player after five yards. I'm just reminding you, don't do that, okay? Hold on, let me check the book. There's some other stuff you shouldn't do. Hey, offensive lineman, do me a favor. Do not grab the jersey. So all of these umpires, if they're supposed to warn, as Andy Reid would tell you, I find that to be very interesting. And in Major League Baseball, warnings can happen. I saw it. I was at the uh, Celtic game, Coca, against the Sixers last week. And before they tossed out Jason Tatum, Bill Kennedy, the umpire, the, the referee, had actually said, get him out of here. Get Tatum out of here. But Tatum didn't go back to the bench, so he got teed up and thrown out of the game. So I guess maybe you can do a warning like that. Or maybe in baseball, you can do a warning. Hey, umpires looking the dugout. Stop it. Stop yelling at me about balls and strikes. That's not a warning. That's just a, hey, you're really bothering me. And if you keep doing it, I just, I have a headache. I'm not going to want to hear you. 
I've spoken to umpires about that. The reason why they like ejecting managers or players, A, they're allowed to, you're not allowed to argue balls and strikes, but that's a recent thing. In the beginning of my career, umpires would just get annoyed. I don't know if you realize, but you can hear, even in a sold out stadium, you can hear dugout chatter and it just becomes enough. So do you think it's the responsibility of umpires to actually warn when there's a too many men on the field or when you're lining up offsides or when you've got illegal formation? I wonder if they should do that during the play. Hey, you're holding, stop. Oh, don't touch the quarterback. I'm gonna call it unnecessary roughness, 15 yards. I was just thrown off a little bit by the Chiefs doing that. The NFL listens to that and they're gonna evaluate their crew. That's what they do. MLB, Mike Hill evaluates umpires. NBA, they evaluate referees. It helps inform postseason decisions. Although suing the league really informs postseason decisions. Incompetence is really, really informs postseason assignments. But there's metrics and you're measuring it. In the NFL, of course, did you know that the umpires and referees, the crews, they travel together in the NBA, it's a different three each game. Major League Baseball, there's a crew of umpires, they're together, there's a crew chief, but there's umpires get vacation all the time. And there's relief umpires who are assigned to the crew, but generally you try to keep a crew together because they develop a rhythm. Strangely enough, in the postseason, they don't bring entire crews to do postseason games. They bring the best of each individual crew. But the purpose of doing the crew the whole season is that in theory, they get to learn each other's ways, positions. They strategize about how they're gonna call a game. They pay attention to who needs to win the game. You know, the huge Word came out yesterday through Adam Schefter that the NFL was examining Brad Allen's crew. Brad Allen is the white-hatted umpire, referee in, he's the head of the crew in the NFL. They've had a couple of missed calls. Week 13, remember that call with the Chiefs? Actually, another call that did not go the Chiefs' way. They wanted a call. There was a week 12 Falcon Saints. Something happened with, uh, Alvin Kamara, but it doesn't matter. What mattered to me as I was reading this and thinking about referees and umpires is that now there is a leak and a source and a tweet that Brad Allen and his crew is under increased scrutiny after a pair of missed pass interference calls. What's the purpose of that, would you say? I love purposeful leaks, getting back to Otani, getting back to Toronto. They matter. Well, the reason why the NFL had to get it out there that they are taking a look at Brad Allen and his crew was not because Brad Allen is the worst and their crew is the worst, not because they had two missed calls in back-to-back weeks. That's a Tuesday. Every crew missed a call. There is no game in any sport without a missed call. But this was not about missed calls. This was about gambling. Now, how would I marry missed calls and gambling? Well, first I would have to go online and get certified to do so. But then 
I would have to think about the relationship between gambling and professional sports. The relationship that we've talked about plenty that used to be verboten and is now as cozy as the other side of the pillow. The relationship between leagues and companies is strong. The money flowing is damn like, like Hoover damn like. Roger Goodell, along with the other commissioners, have been very clear. We love the money, but we choose integrity every time. And if there's going to be a question about the integrity of our on-field product, we are going to do everything we can to get fans to always know we're not Vince McMahon and the WWE. So Roger Goodell has to, after making you understand the importance of it, has to follow up when he actually said, we are going to make sure that we are paying more attention to anything that anyone may question about the integrity. And then he listed the things that could happen. Pass interference calls, as an example, missed penalties, called penalties, players gambling. There was a laundry list of things. But to include pass interference as something you worry about regarding the integrity of the game, you can change that. With players gambling, you're not gonna change whether players gamble. You can make rules, you can send them in Spanish and English, you can send them in French, you can send them in any language you want. People gamble, players gamble. Not in their own sport, sometimes on their own sport, whatever the case may be. Pass interference, you wanna help the integrity of the game that has nothing to do with gambling, go back to what I wanted to start with. It's not a spot foul. It's five yards or 15 yards first down. If that bends into field goal territory, fine. But PI in the end zone gets you first and goal at the one, give me a break. Of course that people would question. And we did this in the Super Bowl. We're doing this, if you do it in the Super Bowl, you're certainly gonna think about it during the week 14. So Roger Goodell and the competition committee of the NFL ought to make a change. And the change they ought to make is in the rules to PI and stop leaking that you're scrutinizing Brad Allen's crew. All right, we come back, we are going to talk about the movie that I watched yesterday, Killers of the Flower Moon. And then we're gonna recap the in-season tourney and also mention what I'm watching tonight because it's gonna be a little cray cray for the first time ever in my life. I'll explain after the break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Thank you. DavidSampsonPodcast.com. We have great holiday gift codes. If you're looking to hurry up, if you missed Hanukkah, because it's still going on, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I think this is night five. You get eight crazy nights. Christmas is coming up exactly in 13. What day is Christmas, Coca? I, I can't. It's December 25th. Today's December 11th. 25 minus 11 is 25, 15, 14 days. Two weeks from today. It's Santa Claus Day. DavidSampsonPodcast.com. All right. Nothing personal. No, let's go to the review first. Yesterday or Friday. Killers of the Flower Moon became available to purchase on Apple TV. I spent $24.99, three hours, 26 minutes. I had a plan, very simple plan. I'm going to do it in two parts. I'm going to make it like a Broadway play. I'm going to watch an hour and a half, go to intermission, then the next hour 40. Normally, Broadway plays the first act is longer than the second act. But for me, I wanted the second act of Killers of the Flower Moon to be longer than the first act. I must say that I chose a random place to stop it, but I did it by time. I got up, I stretched my legs, got some more candy, went to the bathroom, and then watched the second half. I am as smart as the next guy. Didn't know anything about this story. You grow up hearing about all of the prejudice behavior, all of the racism, all the genocide, all of the ways in history because you try to learn as much history as you can in school unless you live in Florida and you learn about indigenous people, about what we did. We, not we, I wasn't around, but what was done. And you can argue in the best interest of us, not in the best interest of us. You can argue that we should have had done better, been better. Everyone can always be better and do better. I was not aware of what went on in Oklahoma, the story of an entire group of indigenous people who were systematically moved off their land and then put into a different place until America realized and white people realized, wait a minute, there's oil in them, our hills. All right, we can't take the land back from you, but here's what we can do. If I marry an Osage Indian, Native American, back then that wasn't really the word used, there's a chance that I could be a part of the allotment and maybe make some money. Killers of the Flower Moon is a true story. 
It is a story about white people who went on a murderous rampage of indigenous people in order to control it like mafia and get money from the oil that was underneath the land. Martin Scorsese gives life to a story that I didn't know about, that I didn't focus enough about, that doesn't get talked about enough. The type of prejudice that goes across all people. We're talking so much about anti-Semitism. Goodbye, President of Penn. See ya. You thought that two minutes was gonna help you? All of the racial reckoning and all of the hundreds of years of mistreatment and in slavery of black people, it's nonstop. It's everywhere across all continents. Maybe there's not enough bandwidth to talk about everything, so you worry about what's most recent or what's next. But this movie got me. Leonardo DiCaprio's performance, he made the Wolf of Wall Street face the whole time, where he did the upper lip, below the lower lip, like that. If you're not watching on YouTube, you don't know what I just did, but picture the Wolf of Wall Street, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. The performance by Lily Gladstone in the starring role is Academy Award nomination worthy. Golden Globes are nominees are being announced as I talk. My guess is she was announced for Best Actress or will be shortly. Jesse Plemons as a member of the FBI. Back then it wasn't even the FBI, but Herbert Hoover was the lead of it. He's in the second act of the movie and he brings a charm and a innocence to a role that was not charming or innocent when you are investigating as the FBI did. The entire movie, the production design, the cinematography, the acting, people are complaining it's too long. Stop. You don't complain about a three-part series. It's three and a half hours. Treat it as a three-part series. Please watch Killers of the Flower Moon. We will be talking way more about this movie when Academy Award nominations come out, when the Golden Globes are award, but this movie is going to be there. So if you want to be informed, make sure you watch it. If you want to learn, make sure you watch it. 187 and 178, nothing personal pick of the day. We had a one and two weekend. We had the Celtics and Suns on a big money line parlay on Friday. The Celtics crushed the Knicks, but the Suns lost to the Kings. So we lost that, but we nailed the in-season tournament. Saturday, the Lakers beat the Pacers. And I wanted to talk about a little bit the in-season tournament with you because you're hearing a lot about it. Let me be clear. I am owning a team. I am president of a team and I'm the winner of the in-season tournament. There will not be a banner unless Adam Silver straps me down and says, no, no, not for that, but for a banner. This is not the NBA championship. This is not the Larry O'Brien trophy. I'm very happy that you won. I knew LeBron would want to win in Vegas. I'm happy you got 500 grand each. I'm happy it matters to players not making the millions and millions, not the wealthy players as Adam Silver called them. I love the fact that there's money. I love the fact that there was a celebration. But when you saw champagne being sprayed, did that feel forced to you? The World Baseball Classic is one thing. 
the Olympics, the World Cup, I'm in. Making regular season games more interesting in the NBA, in. Paying to motivate players, I am in. Goggle celebration with champagne, I'm out. Raising a banner, out. Keeping the in-season tournament for next year, in. Finding a way to get the players more money, in. Getting rings for players who win, out. Having the courts look like a backgammon board, out. Making the quarterfinalists play each other, in. Having the losers of the semifinals game play each other, in. They didn't do that this year. I'd like a third place finisher. As it is, we got semifinal games that counted to the regular season. Anthony Davis of the Lakers put up a 40-20 game in the finals. And he'll end his career, he'll sit with his grandchildren. And he'll look at his career stats and say, crikeys, I'm 40 points short. Yes, you are. All stats from the final game don't count. The score doesn't count in the standings. The stats you got in the game don't count. All that counts is that you won the in-season tourney and you got yourself about $255,000. Yes, I'm talking about after taxes because this is W-2 income. It's not like Adam Silver walked around. Now that would be in Vegas, time out. I have one more thing that I'm totally in on. At the end of the game, I want Adam Silver with briefcases that have 500 grand in them each, sponsored by MGM, and they're bricks of 10,000. And he walks around with briefcases, gives the briefcases to the players, the casinos will love this. This is a sponsorship opportunity. And then have a part of the casino available and open, and guess what? You'll get your money back. Or not. Likely, yes. So I'd be in on that, that sort of celebration, no ring, no banner, just a briefcase. Delivered like deal or no deal style. How about even that would be funny? Briefcases had different amounts in it. And then questions would be asked by the media. If you spend five minutes with the media answering questions, you have access to briefcase number two. Like the survivor auction, somebody will get the fish eyes, somebody will get a million bucks. But in all seriousness, the in-season tournament was a rousing success. It is going to get bigger next year, not smaller. It will get more attention next year, not less. It will be in Vegas again, even though the contract with Vegas was for one year. I would like to tell you that wait to see is when I say something's gonna happen. When it does great, when it doesn't, fine. The in-season tournament, semifinals and finals will be in Vegas in 2024. Book it. That's an official wait to see, Coca. The reason why there's no business deal done is no one knew whether this was going to be an abject disaster, whether there'd be 500 people like a summer league game. People were paying 12 grand a pop to sit courtside. It was outstanding. Lakers forever Pacers was a pretty easy, easy pick of the day. 
So was the Eagles plus three and a half. I'm very proud to have called that game correctly. There is no way. I'm done with the Eagles. They stink. They not even make the playoffs. Is that possible? So we went one and two. We're 187 and 178. And now let's talk about tonight. For the first time that I can remember, there will be side-by-side Monday night football games. Were you aware of that? One on a- a- ABC, one on ESPN. You know that they're both owned by Disney. So Disney said, do you know what's better than one primetime game? Two primetime games. And here's the theory. What if we create another day of the week that is just like Sunday? Now, Monday used to be a primetime solo game. All eyeballs on this game. What's better than one game? Two games. That's why Sunday there's a one o'clock window, there's a four o'clock window. They start games at 4.05, they start games at 4.25. The one o'clock games are all at one o'clock. They do it for broadcasting and they do it for gambling. And it makes perfect sense. Some people will be upset that they are ruining Monday by not allowing them to watch one game only. But you have to realize from a network standpoint, They now get three hours on ESPN that they can deliver. They get three hours on ABC that they can use. Tonight, it's Giants, Packers, and Dolphins are playing as well in the second game. I'm totally blanking right now. Is it the Titans, Coca, or the Texans? I don't understand why I'm blanking like that. I just didn't mark it down, and I'm totally... Titans, thank you. I got the T right. That's why they always say you can read without having spelling correctly because your eyes and brain tells you what it is. Have you ever seen that? Side note, Coke, have you ever seen that where people give you a, what looks like gibberish, except it's written in such a way that you can actually read it. And it's supposed to show you that when you're reading, you're not reading a full, like Monday. I've written down two Monday night games. If I spelled it and did it totally different, I'd still know what I meant. Have you ever seen that? Anyway, So what you're seeing tonight with two Monday night games, you're gonna see again. And the reason is that the networks are going to say, there is no particular reason that we can't make primetime Monday not scripted, not unscripted. Let's make it sports. Let's make it NFL for 18 weeks a year. How would you not take that money if you're the NFL? The union may have a different view. Players, from what I have heard from them, directly, actually, in some cases, not look at me, just directly, and executives, turnaround time, short week, issues. Players would prefer to have a week off given what they feel like. As a player once described to me, at the end of every game, I wake up the next day and it's as though uh, I have just run an ultra marathon. That was done to reflect what I had done to give me an idea. And I said, well, that's not so bad. And then he said, how about an ultra marathon backwards? Oh, now I get you. You can't run backwards. I can't run backwards. Some people do, but the amount of pain involved, just like you've gotten hit by a car. And now instead of two teams, you've got four teams. What would stop a split schedule? One o'clock, four o'clock Sunday, 
8 o'clock Monday, and a couple games Thursday as well. Well, what's the channel that you all watch on Sunday? All that very big deal. They called it the Red Zone channel. The package that YouTube also now has where you can get out-of-market games, games that are not on your local station, paying $3.99, but if you're in college, $2.99. You remember all that? That package becomes meaningless if there are fewer games at each slot and they're spread out. If there's only two games going on, the odds are, and they're all being shown, it's a guarantee you don't need to buy the direct TV, now the YouTube channel. You don't need a package. And if the NFL adds up the amount of money that it would make from more national games, it's far greater than the YouTube deal. So this is the beginning of the process of going away from multiple, multiple games in a window and more games on more days. They already own Thursday night, then Monday night, then all day Sunday and Sunday night. It makes total sense for multiple games. How about double headers? We've seen that already Monday night. Staggered game times. Maybe there'll be two windows so the West Coast can have a window prime time as well on Monday night. Why not? What network wouldn't pay for that? When you are going to get media rights done, you are very focused on what can I do for you? And the media companies, more hours that are separate. All right, I can do that. So I'm gonna watch two games. I don't have an exact plan. Picture in picture isn't really a big thing. Now it's device by device. So I guess I'm gonna have two devices open. Maybe you can do an iPad and then the regular TV. I'm taking the Giants plus six and a half over the Packers because Tommy DeVito is a superstar and the Packers have been winning and they actually are in a playoff position. I think this line is slightly inflated. That's why I'm taking the points. Then in the Dolphins game, I'm doing a little parlay, not a big deal, little parlay. Dolphins in the money line and then the over. I believe the Dolphins against the Titans could take the over 46 and a half on their own. So we're taking Dolphins money line over, just a little plus 108. Those are the picks for Monday. And coincidentally, that's the end of Monday's show. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. It's just business. This is nothing personal. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.